Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Welcome back to season four of the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. And thank you for joining me. I can't believe we're into season four, but we are. So let's get started. My goal this year, I've got big goals this year. I Right at the time, I thought I was going to be slowing down. Uh, I, so many things are coming around and so many opportunities are happening. And I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm getting my mojo back. I was getting a little bit tired at the end of this year. Uh, so I, you know, took a couple weeks off there at Christmas, uh, pulled back from a few things to just kind of re, regroup and, and get at it. So, uh, I'm really ready to get going for this season this year. I don't, I hope you had a good season. I hope you had a good year. I hope you're excited about 2022 like I am. And so I want to talk about uh, an old book I read a long time ago, but I'm rereading again, The 21 Success Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires by Brian Tracy. So many good things in there. It was written, I think, in 2008, and I think I read it maybe 2010 or 12 the first time. I'm going back over it and just learning again some of those nuggets. And, and you know, in his book, you know, he's got some just brilliant, great advice. I'm going to go over that in a minute. And uh, I'm going to maybe play some clips, a clip from it, too, that I really like. I'm actually not all the way through it, so I might cover more of it next week on next week's show. But in this episode, too, I wanted to go over a, a dumb is real that I that I had happen to me at AT&T. I want to make sure I try to bring those back because they're just so common these days. Uh, also, I have a group in uh, town today and tomorrow going through my Blue Collar University. and. I've talked about it a handful of times, but for those of you who are interested, uh, a handful of companies a year, I, ha- I bring them in to Nashville. We spend two days uh, working. It's a it's an intensive. I don't bring a bunch of companies in, you know, to do this specific thing. I do have a business symposium that'll be here for, open for a lot of companies in June. Will be in Nashville, and again, you don't have to be in the chimney business. This is kind of. Uh, uh, Symposium is great for everything because we go over how to run business, period. But my Blue Collar University specifically, it's a two-day event. Day one, I show you how we do all of our systems. I show you all of our policies, procedures, um, uh, software that we use. I show you, you know, you get to meet with my managers. You get to see how we, you know, basically run the show. You you learn so much uh, whenever you step into another company's you know, headquarters for just a little bit, all of a sudden your head starts spinning and you see things that you may have never seen before. And then uh, on day two, we put all those things together and with your plan of what you want to do. Uh, and then we develop a three to five year step-by-step plan of how to get there. So when you leave, you're excited you're overwhelmed on day one, day two, you're excited because you've got a plan, you got a step by step, you've got, you know, metrics that you need to hit, you've got profitability goals, you got hiring goals, purchases, you know, when you when your company's gonna move, and you kind of just have a feeling for what is coming. Now, of course, it is a plan. It's not perfect. It will not stay perfect, but it is a direction. And I've had hundreds of companies go through it, and it's very 
uh, you you know they really get a lot out of it, and it's exciting to see people run with the information. And I think it's really the favorite, that my favorite thing that I do. Uh, also, though, I worked in. I mentioned it before. I, I recorded it all on a kind of a high end video. The guys from Cumberland Creative did it for me, and I've done. I do the whole Blue Collar University on a high end video. Uh, uh, like package that I'm going to end up launching in the next few weeks for people who would like to just have it, you know, some of that information at home. Or if you come to Blue Collar University, you're going to end up getting those for free. So if you've been to Blue Collar University for free, you're going to get a free uh, video package coming from me, even if you were, if you saw me a couple of years ago. So those are a couple of things I got on the burner. And, um, I'm finally closing on my powder coat operation. I got all the stuff from the bank. It seems I've been talking about it for a year and I, and sometimes these kind of things just keep getting drug out, but finally everything from the bank came through. So in the next couple of weeks, uh, we should be moving on that. And then we, we've got some big goals after that for this year. So do you have goals for this year? Is, is the new year just for you a, uh, hey, just continuation of what I'm doing, or do you change goals? Do you revise them? Do you write them down? You know, there's all those studies of people who never write down their goals. Only 3% of people actually really write them down. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, but the chance of being successful goes up exponentially by just you writing them down and talking about them. And I can tell you for a fact, that's that's how we do it. You know, the things that happen for our company and, and in my business, none of them are by accident. Sometimes some good things happen, but almost all of them have been planned and have been written down and everybody knows the plan. And and when you get into a habit of that, it just becomes part of who you are and how things are going to happen. So now, you know, when we write down goals and plans, we pretty much are forecasting our future. And so in the book that I'm, I'm reading by Brian Tracy, you know, one of the primary reasons that people, you know, kind of sell themselves short is they think other people are smarter than them or they're better, you know, than them. And so they feel like they don't deserve it or can't get it. You know, if, if you're looking at somebody really wealthy and you're not or, you know, whatever, people feel like somebody is smarter or better than them. And that's just not true. It's absolutely false. You know, the primary reason that um, that people do that is just because it, it's almost like um, they don't realize that most people are average. Most of these people that are super wealthy are actually just average people, average degrees, you know, average backgrounds. They, but what they did was they found out what successful people do and they just, you know, the, the secrets of wealth and success and they just follow and copy them. That's all you got to do, man. That's, you just have to follow and copy what the other people have already done. You don't need to make up new rules. You don't need to make sure you're cutting your own path. So you're different enough. And, and when you made it, you, you know, you could say, Hey, I, I didn't do it anybody else's way. I did it my way. Why waste all that time? Why not just find out what the successful people do and, and repeat it? And I, that's what I've done. I have, you know, I'm, 
in the next couple of months, I'll be going to uh, several meetings, conferences and mixed group meetings and intensives and all these kind of things with I'm, I'm part of entrepreneur organization and I'm part of, um, you know, I'm part of mixed groups, which are management information exchange groups. Um, I go to conferences. I'm part of uh, other bigger uh you know, uh, organizations and on all those levels, I'm learning. And then most importantly, coming back and implementing what I found. So, you know, when you begin to act and think and do as wealthy people do, you will get those results. It's a law. It's the law of cause and effect that you, you do these things, you get those results, but it's also like baking a cake. If you leave some things out sometimes even one thing, you don't get the same cake. It doesn't taste the same. It doesn't look the same. You don't have the same result. And sometimes people try to sidestep some of the rules of wealth and rules of success, and it just doesn't quite work for them. You know, I've I've spoken at a lot of events and, you know, sometimes people come up to me after an event and go, you know, I tried that marketing thing you talked about. I tried that hiring thing that you talked about. I tried the the thing that you said was so successful for you, but it just wasn't successful for me. And, and, you know, I hate to hear that, but when I dig into it with them, if I have time, I dig into it and I find out that they missed something. They missed a little a thing. They forgot to do a thing or they thought something I said was important. They were going to do it a different way. Therefore, they got a different result. Now, I'm not saying they it, they always fail. If they don't do it my way. I'm not saying that. But if you're not getting the result that somebody else did, you need to examine, am I really doing it? Am I really saying it that way? Do I really have the same outlook? You know, like just I have a feeling that most people that listen to this show are successful or they're on their way to being successful. We all really are successful, but what level of success that you want, if you're doing all the things, listen to the podcast, being part of the industry that you're part of, being, uh, totally, you know, listening to books, listening, reading and immersed in things, the rules of success are coming to you. Now, the one thing for sure that can derail you. I think it, they call it the Parkinson's effect, but it's where basically you, you make more money and you spend all the money you make, um, you know, going up the chain, you just, you, you, you're spending and your, your expenses go up the chain with it. And, and if you, the thing about it is if you can't learn to control money, um, you also cannot end up being wealthy because it'll, it'll come through you and flow right through you out and it doesn't stick to you. It just comes in and goes out. So you must learn to be wealthy. You must learn to control money, not have money control you just because you have a lot of money in the bank account. Doesn't mean you need to spend all that money in the bank account. Uh, so that's part of the rules, but I wanted to play, uh, for him, I think it is success clip uh, 13 about time is the currency of today. And I want to, I'll, I'll play the clip and then I want to respond to it because this is probably one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite laws that he talks about. Success secret number 13, develop a reputation for speed and dependability. Time is the currency of the 21st century. Everyone today is in a tremendous hurry. Customers who did not even know that they wanted a product or service now want it yesterday. 
people are less and less patient for anything. Loyal customers will change suppliers overnight if someone else can serve them faster than the people they are currently dealing with. Instant gratification, as they say, is no longer fast enough. Your job is to develop a reputation for speed. Develop a sense of urgency. Develop a bias for action. Move fast on opportunities. Move fast when people want or need something. Move quickly when you see something that needs to be done. When your customer or your boss asks you to do something, drop everything else and do it so fast that they're amazed. You've heard it said that whenever you want to get something done, give it to a busy man or woman. People who have a reputation for moving quickly attract more and more opportunities and possibilities to them. They get more and more chances to do more and more things faster than other people who just do the job when they get around to it. When you can combine your ability to determine your highest priority task with a commitment to getting it done quickly and well, you will find yourself moving to the front. More doors and opportunities will open for you than you can even imagine today. I think that to me resonates the most of almost any of these principles because, you know, I, I talk about it a lot where speed is what is the difference maker a lot of times in business and you always have to have, you know, quality and, and good work. But if there's anything that I could pinpoint that is absolutely true throughout my company. It is the speed of business. We just move faster than our competition. We are wired to move faster. We are, uh, I grow the business so we can move faster, not slower. Now, clearly a lot of people can argue with that or they think that that's a bad thing, but I can tell you it is our market advantage. It is the reason why people will leave companies that they've been with for a long time because we can get to them quicker. Now, I do know for a fact we've lost customers I've had for a long time because we couldn't get to somebody quick enough. But in general, we are all of our systems and everything are wired to move fast and trying to get faster at getting things taken care of. Get the estimate to the customer fast. Get the job done fast. Get in and out of their life as fast as we can while still doing a good job and doing, you know, doing justice to what we're supposed to do. But in, you know, the way we set up our jobs, the way we set up our scaffolding, the way we set up our, our debris removal, the way we schedule the people and and the way the whole thing works is built for speed. And that to me is the market advantage that has made us grow so much in the last couple of years. I want to play one more clip that I enjoy too. And it talks about being service in service to others. If you notice when you listen back to that, I listened to it at 1.3 speed on audible and I listen to almost all my books uh, faster, you know, 1.3, 1.5 is about as fast as I can listen to and still understand it. But understand if you can just listen to it a little bit faster, you can get more books listened to. And I, I got to tell you that um, there are times that I go away from listening to books and I might listen to more podcasts or I might listen to some music for a while. But I get my most inspiration when I go back to books, when I go back to listening and I go back to clipping, you know, like on Audible. You know, there's that little car sign in the upper right and you hit that icon and then it's real easy to clip audio features and go back and listen to them when you're when you hear something that you really want to remember or talk about. And for me, that is just my fastest way to 
to for success and to move my companies faster is to do that. And uh, clearly getting around other people who are who are doing the same thing is, you know, that that's also a huge success for our secret for success. You know, there's an old saying and you've all heard it. But show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Look around and look around who you're around. And that's pretty much what you're going to be around unless you change the landscape somehow. Now, for me, I wasn't always just naturally around high producing people. I was working and I was, you know, back around the family and, and all good stuff. But I wasn't around those people that you know, could really change my life. And what I had to do was start buying their time. When I found somebody that I, I felt like I needed to get to know, I bought their time. I would go buy their seminars. I would go to where they were speaking. I would buy their VIP package or their extra thing to get more time with them. And, you know, that's how I started being around some different people And I started watching how they work and truly high performing people work differently. They, they work with more intensity than I was used to, uh, on, on a focused thing, you know, working, you know, eight hours a day and being done was not even in their vocabulary. When we were focusing on something with some of these groups, you know, we would get up at seven, eight in the morning, go to the you know first sessions, have a lunch break. But during lunch break, you had homework and you worked. You came back for the afternoon session. You got a, like a one hour break. You went to dinner. Um, then you came back for a night session till about 11 to one in the morning. And then you might get to go to bed, but you also might have homework for the morning session. And I'm and that's when I wrote my book and when I when I learned to do podcasting, that was how these people worked. And, you know, you can say what you want about that, but the people who are the most successful are the ones who go the extra mile. And, you know, they say there's, there's almost no traffic on the extra mile. You, if you're just working 40 hours a week and, and calling it, you're kind of, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says you're very much limiting your success. The, the people who are the most successful are the people who work more hours intently. And when they do work, they really focus on work and they work fast. So this next uh, one that I was going to talk about, uh, I think this is success uh, rule number 10. And I'll talk about it when we're done with it. Success secret number 10. Dedicate yourself to serving others. Your rewards in life will always be in direct proportion to your service to other people. All self-made millionaires have an obsession with customer service. They think about their customers all the time. They're continually looking for new and better ways to serve their customers better than anyone else. Keep asking yourself these questions. What do my customers really want? What do my customers really need? What do my customers consider value? What is it that I can give my customers better than anyone else? Why is it that my customers are buying from my competitors? And what would I have to offer them to get them to buy from me instead? Here is one of the most important rules for success. It says, your success in life will be in direct proportion to what you do after you do what you are expected to do. Always look for opportunities to do more than you are paid for. Always go the extra mile for your customers. Remember, there are never any traffic jams on the extra mile. Here's the question that you need to ask and answer every single day. 
What can I do to increase the value of my services to my customers today? Continually look for ways to add value to what you do and to the people who depend on you every single day. One small improvement in the way you serve your customers can be a major reason for your financial success. Never stop looking for those little ways to serve your customers better. Man, what is it you do after you do what you were paid to do? Uh, that is, that is, can be life changing because it's always that extra little thing, right? That you remember from a waiter or a waitress or a service provider, or, you know, I, I did some work for a very large, uh, HVAC company in Nashville, like I mentioned before, got like 900 service trucks. And I was in one of their meetings about customer service, and they always called it the plus one. That was part of their service. Look for a plus one. Look for a plus one. What was your plus one? Well, And what that meant to them was looking for one more thing that they could do for the customer that probably didn't have anything to do with why they were called out there. Could you help them? pick up the groceries when they were, you know, unloading the car. Could you grab the package form that was, you know, on the driveway? Could you, you know, fix a faucet form that was leaking while you were outside and it was, wouldn't stop dripping. Like you've, you handled a door handle that was seemed to be loose. Could you tighten it up a little bit for them? And maybe you mentioned you, maybe you mentioned them, but maybe you don't, maybe you're on the roof and you see something in the gutter and you clean it out and, or whatever, or you see something wrong with the roof and you say, Hey, I just wanted you to know I was up there and I saw this. Like, what is the plus one that you could do in service of others? And that's the stuff that, you know, it's the stuff that you do after the stuff that you were paid to do. Uh, for us, you know, we call every customer and we thank them for being our customer. We also send them a thank you card that thanks them again for being our customer. And, you know, we, and I always think we can do more, you know, lately, you know, if we mess something up, I've, I've got the chocolate company. So we use my chocolate company as the I'm sorry company. Uh, if we mess something up and sometimes it's really, we make it pretty funny, you know, sorry, we, you know, did something and that was dumb on our part or, or, and so we, we, I don't want to, I don't like being good at I'm sorry. Right. You don't want to be good at I'm sorry, but if you do have to say, I'm sorry, do it well you know, and do it, uh, in being thoughtful and graceful and, and, and do it quickly, you know? And so that's, uh, but that being said, sometimes you got to fight when, you know, when people blame you for things that you didn't do, I have to stand up for that as much as anything, but I'm also quick to say, Hey, we messed this up or we should have done better. Or what can I do to make it right? You know, one of my favorite things when somebody is upset and they, you know, they want something happened the other day, we, we dropped the ball on this part that got back ordered twice and we forgot to call her the second time to let her know that it wasn't in. We had a date set up and we all knew that the part wasn't in, but we did not communicate it to the person for the second time and she was upset. And so, you know, my favorite question is, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. What, what do you think is fair? What would you like us to do? And, uh, at this, you know, my, my customer service people are taught to, to say that. And then this girl, this person, you know, responds back, well, whatever you think would make a girl happy. Well, <laughs> I can't do anything with that. I don't know how to respond to that. So I've got to call her again and say, 
what does that look like to you in your world? I don't know what that means. Uh, and is that, is that a $10 Starbucks card or is that a $2,000, you know, trip to the Bahamas? Like, I, like, what does that mean? It makes a girl happy. So that was, uh, but again, how you make your money is servicing more and more customers. And some of the advice I see out there on Facebook and some of these other businesses, They've got advice that sounds okay if you just read it, but when you think it through, a lot of the advice that they give slows your businesses down. Well, when you slow businesses down, you can't service as many customers. So therefore, it's a it's an anti-growth, you know, solution a lot of times people have. So, you know, my last my last suggestion on on this podcast is when you're reading advice on Facebook or social media or whatever, look a little bit deeper as to who that person is and what kind of business they have and run. If they have and run the kind of business you want, absolutely copy them, listen to them 100%. If they don't, that's not the person done that. You need to ask the person, the right person, the right question so that you can copy and follow that. That's what this whole, you know, wealth secret is, is basically just copying the right people, not copying the wrong people. Some of these people who give a lot of suggestions, I see it all the time. They run very micro small businesses. They run one to five trucks and they, um, and they do it very well. I'm not saying they don't, they're not a good technician, but if that's what you want, copy that. If you want something different, if you want a, a bigger company, if you want a $10 million company or $20 million or $100 million company, you follow those people who are doing that and listen to what they say and how they did it. And those are the ones where you get the best answers. So now for dumb is real. God, I got so mad about this the other day. I I was cleaning up my office and I I realized there was a box here uh, from AT and T where uh, it was an AT and T modem. Okay, so my one of my Airbnbs a year ago, I'd signed up for new AT and T service in this complex. And when I got the, you know, it's like a do-it-yourself install kit. When I got it, there was no way for it to work in this complex. The wiring inside it was wrong and nobody could get AT&T to work. And they did not have a technician that would come out and install it. So I called them back and said, just cancel the service. I'm going to get Comcast. Xfinity is already in the building. It's already wired for Xfinity. It's just going to be easier. I'm going to go with them. No problem. I never got a call tag on the modem. I never got anything saying return the modem, return it, or you're going to get charged. It just went away. Well, I forgot about this box. And so I go through the, I go through it and I find it's never been opened. Um, so I take it back to AT&T. Um, uh, it's, uh, their service center was close to mine. I walk in the door. Guy said, can I help you? I said, sure. I've got this modem and it was never used. Brand new in the box, still sealed up. And it's probably about a year old and I just need to return it. And he said, were you ever charged for it? And I said, no. He said, uh, well, we can't take back, you know, these modems if they're over 14 days. I said, I said, he said, it's just our policy not to take back modems over 14 days. You've already been charged for it. He said, you know, you want to, can you give it to somebody? Uh, this got AT&T. And I said, 
I said, no, but you can, right? You've got a whole store full of people that want AT&T. You've got a much better chance of running to an AT&T person than I do. So can you give it to somebody? He's like, no, I can't touch it. I'm like, man, this seems crazy. This is your brand new piece of equipment. You can't give it to somebody. You're going to ask me to either give it to somebody or throw it away. And this is the dumbest policy I've ever seen. You asking me if I know anybody that has AT&T service when that's all you do all day long is set people up with AT&T service. Anyway, that that's my dumb is real. And I'm going to make sure that uh, I hate dumb policies. I think dumb policies is really the main part of dumb is real. It's just watching for those dumb these th- rules that companies make up that just make life super hard. Well, earlier tonight, I had to call Walgreens for um, you know, for a prescription. I re-damaged my neck. I got my stupid uh, neck da- nerve damage again. It's crept up on me, and it was worse this time, so I'm uh, taking some medication for it. And uh, I call, and, and we've had the snowstorm, and it, it said one person is in front of you. You know, I was trying to see if they're still open. And for 40 minutes or 30 minutes, one person was in front of me on the phone line. Like, man, somebody's talking a long time. So I just drove over there. Sure enough, they were completely closed. And so their voicemail doesn't tell you they're closed. It just tells you you're next in line and there's no hope for it ever to get answered. So, all right, guys. Well, that is uh, my time. I'm glad to be back. I will be traveling over the next few weeks, but I'm going to try to take my podcasting gear with me and do more podcasts from the road. And also I'm going to be around a lot of other business owners. So I have, I'll have guests coming up in the, in the near future. Uh, and if you have any interest in uh, coming to see me at Blue Collar University, you can email me, mark at ashbusters.net. My assistant, Tabitha, will take care of that, send you information, probably set up a phone call with me, and we'll see if it's a good fit and uh, if you, if, uh, you want to come do that. I'll also be uh, having announcements of, of future products that are going to come out that can help your business. And also, lastly, let me know what you think. I, I really appreciate the emails and the texts and the messages on Facebook about something that mattered or something that changed or something that, you know, uh, something happened on the show that helped you or your business. I really appreciate that. That's the whole reason I do this. So guys, happy new year. Let's make it happen. Let me know what you're going to do. I'll tell you what I'm doing and uh, be grateful for it the whole time it's happening. So that's my time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.